0: Hello, my name is John Hendren, and you're listening to episode number 26 of BachCast. In this edition, we take a look at the second of Bach's Sonatas for Violin and Keyboard, BWV-1015, the Sonata in A Major. This opening movement is the first, and and because it's the first in a four-movement pattern, it's a slow movement. And it's being performed by the same group you may have heard in our earlier episode, episode 25, Stefano Montanari on violin and Christophe Rousset on the harpsichord. One feature to note here is how, once again, Bach is taking the lead with the violin and letting the right hand of the harpsichord take second stage with a second melody part. For me, that was a nice, moderate tempo. They took about three minutes and seven seconds to record that track. Our our counterpoint performance today, uh, the the second that we're going to compare that to, is by Pablo Valetti on violin, with Celine Frisch on the uh, on the harpsichord. Their rendition of the first movement clocks in at two forty eight, so they've shaved off um, more than. 13, 14 seconds off. So you might want to compare the tempo here. You might also want to compare the the um, the quality of the sound recording versus the other. That's one thing that that really sticks out to me when I'm comparing recordings. Um, probably first, more than just the performances, what does it actually sound like? Um, and having a really great sounding recording can really elevate a good performance and for me it takes away from a good performance if it isn't well uh, isn't well miked isn't isn't a good mixture of ambiance and closeness Um, in this case I think both are acceptable Uh, I'm not trying to set you up and give you something really good or really bad but it is a little different from what we just heard so this is the edition came out in 2003 on the alpha label describe this there's more air um, definitely we're getting a lot more of a live sound more reverb in the recording um, and it definitely if especially if you're listening on headphones I find uh, it's it's kind of an adjustment to go from one to the other but once you kind of live in that their their world for a little bit definitely your your mind adjusts to it and I think it can be quite nice However, this movement still isn't isn't my favorite. But the second one is jumps in with a really good theme, um, and we're going to continue now with Valetti and Frisch. Uh, if you if you haven't heard them before, they they're actually uh, major players in the Cafe Zimmerman ensemble, which I know we've featured before. Uh, Valetti has also uh, played second fiddle, if you will, um, with Manfred Kramer, who is. Uh, Uh, they co-lead i believe or manfred kramer leads the um rare fruits council another ensemble i really like and uh so they've just taken themselves out of the normal uh, ensemble that they participate in and decided to do this this duet uh out in 2003 and so this is the allegro assai allegro assai being pushing that allegro a little bit right um Plenty fast, and just to compare again in Tempe, uh, they clock in here at three minutes. So Bach there conveniently kind of, that's one one big long phrase, right? Kind of ends on a high note, and you could stop, but of course the music keeps on going. So Bach does an interesting thing here, I think, with the, with the melody. It's got a nice rhythm, it kind of, it almost feels like you're, uh, you know, you're on a, a horse and buggy and you're you're trying to get the horse to go it's kind of got this little rhythm that just keeps things going but the melody it's just this this whole idea of just going up and you'll hear it then happen in in the in the harpsichord Um, and what happens if you're a composer and your your main idea is to make the melody go up well what must go up what goes up must come down right and um Bach kind of comes up with a clever way of doing that he does he follows that little that little phrase with um uh, a harmonic progression where the violins is is no longer having the the main part I would say and gets to come down a little a few steps um playing along with the harmonies as, as the as the right hand gets to go up but then it goes up again and goes up some more and then we end on that kind of that phrase where you really you run out of room because if you go much higher, it's just going to sound ridiculous on a broke violin. Broke violin did not have the the range and in, in, in box writing, he never really uh, pushes the violin to its limit in terms of of high notes. Uh, when we get to a composer like Locatelli, he starts playing with range. Um, and of course, he's a violinist composer. Uh, you might expect someone whose whose main whose whose main job is is playing the violin to to want to innovate there. Uh, Bach doesn't do that, but he does have this sort of interesting, nice melody. But it's it's charged with this rhythm. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, that's that's kind of it, right? Dun, 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 dun. It's like a little flourish. Uh, it could be, you know, if, if Bach was writing uh, jingles for um, television stations or something, that would be it. And that's it's kind of this idea that keeps resurfacing. Well, let's hear how, um, we'll listen to the same portion of music up to that kind of phrase ending with um, Montanari and Rousseau. And we'll see what you think in terms of comparisons. Now, I told you last time that the, the time was three minutes. And here, uh, once again, we're at 3.07, same period of time they took for the first movement. So what what did you think? And I I ask that not because you're going to necessarily tell me, but you just heard two examples, and you might have a preference. And I want you to think why you have that preference. Um, It's sometimes difficult to do. You may very strongly say, I like that one, I like that one, not know why. For me, I like Montanari's style of playing a little better than uh, what Valetti gives us. Uh, He's a little more, uh, I would say, it's it's hard to describe in words, obviously, because we're we're describing something that that music does so much better. But it's a little gutsier. It's a little there's a little more shape and nuance to the way he plays. Uh, some might describe that as an Italian type of style. Of course, Montanari's playing with uh, folks like um, Dantoni, on who's an organist and harpsichordist. Um, and you want me to tell you which ensemble they play with? And I've you know I'm gonna put in the show notes. I'm not going to embarrass myself here and and just sit here with dead ear trying to think of the name of their ensemble. Um, but I'll put it in the, the show notes, uh, the ensemble that Stefano Montanari is the leader of. Um, but I digress. A little, little flashier of a player, I think. A little more dynamic. Um, not by a long shot, but a little bit. Uh, the tempo here, however, for me is just... Hmm, like the little faster tempo, and it wasn't faster by much, but it just pushed it. This, this one is a little, little too careful if I was getting nit picky. Um, uh, you know, if I was one of their friends hanging out while they're practicing and they say, Hey, what do you think? I say, eh, Can you speed it up just a notch, just a hair? Uh, that's what I'd say, but otherwise, it's, it's very nice. I will say, out of the other recording, I like the balance of the two instruments better. Um, for me. The violin dominates in the in the balance just a little bit, and again, this is not a knock on the performers. You, uh, it may be a knock on the harpsichord not being loud enough. It may be a knock on the the folks who mastered it. it Maybe a knock on uh, how close the microphones were. Maybe a knock on the acoustic and where they were standing in within that space, but. If, if I had to nitpick here, uh, I would point out to you that, yeah, the, the, the balance between the two instruments uh, is not on equal footing in this recording with uh, Montanari and uh, Rousseau. But aside from that, I think they do a good job. Both are good recordings, and um, that's that. You, you either liked or didn't like what Bach wrote, but in both cases I think um, they're very comparable in terms of uh, musicality. So here we are again with Montanari and Rousseau, and this is kind of interesting movement. Uh, I like the second movement, but this one, this and the last are for me my favorites out of this sonata. You got this kind of what I call a tick-tock effect in the left hand, boom, 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 boom. and it's not really tick-tock like two notes. Bach is doing a little pattern, but he's moving around, which makes it a little more challenging, I guess, if you're just thinking, oh, this thing's just plodding along. But on top of it, he's got this kind of interesting melody, and just after we hear it in the violin, the first, the the first hand, the right hand of the harpsichord uh, picks it up, and so again, kind of cool part. You sit back and there and go, gosh, Bach composes very interesting melody, but he made it in such a way that it can harmonize against itself. Again, Bach uh, exploiting for us his 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 art at at counterpoint, and so that's that's this movement it's it's kind of a cool movement um and it has that kind of cool tick tocky effect in the left hand which i point out because we're going to hear something very unusual i think in in the comparison I think this is one of those love it or hate it things Number one, tempo is a little faster And this ensemble in general is playing Hairs faster than the, than the other Which is fine um, I actually like the tempo for this movement I think it uh, does work I think sometimes uh, musicians are a little, little frightened Of pushing the tempo in some of the slow movements um, But I think in this case it works It's not too fast Uh, I also could go with the other tempo, so I'm not real partial to one tempo versus the other, but what's going on with the harpsichord? Um, Isn't that a wacky sound? First of all, that change in the left-hand register, uh, that sound that you hear, we'll talk about that in just a second, it it really emphasizes the right hand, which is playing what I call normally, unstopped, and it makes it a little louder, and by extension... It's a real partner with the violin. And the cool part with the violin is it can kind of ease in with volume and pull out and play around that melody, which I think uh, Pablo Valetti kind of plays with that a little bit here, which is a nice effect. What I can't get over, however, is that tonal quality they chose with the left hand. And that is a, a stop they've applied to the instrument. I can can't tell you that I've heard too many instruments where that stop sounds quite like that to me that that sound is absolutely queer and I I don't like it <laughs> um, it's interesting it's interesting to have I'm, I'm not sorry I bought it but uh, it is not my go-to uh, track to listen to this movement it's just a weird sound in general I've never been a fan of and I, I can't tell you some historical you know, treatise or or, or a source that would tell you this is wrong. But I always get a, a, a hmm, I turn my head that sideways and my, my lip does this little curl, my eye kind of closes a little bit. You know, you get that look where somebody's like, oh, something's wrong, you're not liking something. Whenever I hear what I would call the special effects on a harpsichord in a texture like this, I get suspicious. I don't. I don't think it feels right. Uh, and I'll tell you why. I think that those, 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 changing the registers on a on a harpsichord, meaning you're adding another set of strings, either at the oct at the octave uh, higher, octave lower. We've talked before about harpsichords with a 16 foot stop. You're actually activating. Um, another set of strings in the instrument. And sometimes that stop activates um a four foot set of strings and gives you a brighter, kind of louder sound. Um in this case we're we're putting a stop over the instrument. I I may have used these terms interchangeably and they're obviously that would be incorrect. A stop is where you're putting something over the strings to mute it. Um we have this on a piano. um, there's various ways of, depending on what kind of piano you have, how to change the tone. But a lot of pianos have a what they call a soft pedal. And in a grand piano, the soft pedal is activates uh, a switch which shifts the keyboard to the left or the right and basically plays um, uh, one of multiple strings. So a particular note you play, like middle C, might have multiple strings they are struck at the same time. And then when you uh, activate this pedal with your foot, all the, all the keys slide to one side. Now you're just hitting one of those, which gives it a softer effect because you're only activating, you're only vibrating half the number of, of strings in the instrument. Um, that's not what's happening here in a harpsichord. Instead, they lay something over the strings and you get a different tone. Typically, it's softer because you're kind of muting it. Uh, this may be called a mute stop. Um, many times, the stop would be made of leather, and so it's not a f- warm, fuzzy type of thing. It's sort of just something that's that's changing. It and what gives this one that that nasal quality is the position at which the the the, the stop has come down. Um, that muted bar, I guess you'd call it, that comes down, and it's it's closeness. To the 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 mechanism that's plucking the string. When that gets very close, it would be the same thing if on a um, uh, on a string instrument if you were to play very close to the bridge. So there's this tension point, and you're very you're very close close. I believe that is correct. If I'm not correct, then it's 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 its closeness to the um, the peg where the string goes into, where you would be tuning it. But it's that closeness that gives it that nasal nasal quality. And in this case, uh, it might make some very interesting solo music come alive, but for me, as an accompanying instrument, or as, a, uh, as an instrument as part of an ensemble, I just don't like it. Uh, you'll hear lots of harpsichordists, use these, what I again call special effects in concertos, uh, slow movements especially. Uh, But for me, my preference, and again, no historical um, reference here I'm making, but just my preference is to hear those effects with solo works. I always get that kind of weird look when I hear it in an ensemble piece, in this case being a duet with a violin. So, if you can get past that kind of nasally sound, which is interesting. Chances are you've never heard that before. Um, let's look at the last movement of Presto, and let's see how our speed demons do. We're going to listen to uh, Pablo Valletti, Celine Frisch, with the Presto from BWV 1015. Here, this is among some of the fastest I've heard this movement played. They played very well. Um, the harpsichord here is just—I think—I'd say sparkling. It has a bright sound. I think it works very well. And uh, Miss Frisch is a very good harpsichordist. Uh, the violin part, I think, almost is—is is because of the speed, might be fighting to compete. So balance, balance comes into a, a small bit here, but. Generally, very nicely done. Now, you hear, this is a binary form, so Bach presents us the, the A part, and now we get to hear it again. And as, as that started right before I faded out, I really didn't hear them do anything different. And that would be an opportunity for the violinist to maybe add something else. And when you're playing at that speed, that would present a, probably a big challenge. Not an impossibility, but a challenge. So I'd like you to, again, hear that same clip of music. Uh, this time with the uh, first ensemble we started with, Stefano Montanari, Christophe Rousseau. So, Mr. Montanari did not let me down. He uh, he inserted a, a little uh, relish, a little element um, that caught my attention, right? An ornament. Um, and, of course, there's probably room for more. But their tempo was pretty close to the other one. Um, the They actually take about 13 seconds more in the track listing to finish this one. But um, I have a feeling some of that might be, be dead air at the end because it it felt almost as fast they were a few few split hairs slower but again very good performances from both ensembles and to to generalize here um the the new recording we've introduced into the series the one by Pablo Valetti and Celine Frisch tends to be slightly faster if we're if we're splitting hairs between the violinists i my personal preference is for um montanari just because I think he's a little more sensitive in terms of phrasing, doing things like inserting uh, some ornaments into repeats. Um, And again, for all the reasons I articulated before, just to me, a more interesting violinist. Uh, On the other end of things, we have this very interesting technique um, that um, Frisch takes advantage of, of her harpsichord, has a very... uh, um interesting i think i used the word queer before that's that's for that's of all the harp squared recordings i've heard that one sticks out in terms of what that that um, that stop sounds like when they um, drop it across the uh, the strings um, so take it as you will I'm giving two examples Likely, I know if you're interested in buying any of these recordings, you're probably going to want to buy the whole set because you're going to hear something say, hey, that that sound quality really, um, that's what I want, or gosh, the playing I just heard in that one, I, I bet there's more of that. And so that was the purpose here, to kind of expose you to some different ones. So I'm going to continue this going, and in, in the next episode, we'll start with um, Valetti and Frisch, and we'll introduce uh, a third candidate for you to compare. So with, with that said, I want to thank you for listening. My name is John Hendren. You're listening to Bockcast episode 26. And for more information, go to Bieberfan.org.